Melissa, thanks very much. Um, my, add my welcome to that of Connors earlier. My name is Andy, I'm the minister here. If we haven't met, I'd um, be lovely to meet you afterwards. And as it's our family service, we're going to be thinking about these words from the Bible together, um, young and old. So should we bow our heads and pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to meet together. We thank you for your words of life. And we pray that they would give life to us today. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we are continuing our journey in the Ten Commandments. You, you, might, you probably know we're working through the Ten Commandments just one at a time in our family services. And um, you know the story. God's people are slaves in Egypt for 400 years. God rescues them from Egypt. He takes them through the Red Sea, takes them to Mount Sinai in the wilderness, and they wait at the bottom of the mountain. And Moses goes up the mountain, and when he's at the top of the mountain... God says to him, here are my Ten Commandments, the best way to live. This is the way I want you to live when you get into the promised land. And then when we get to the New Testament, Jesus says those ten rules, they still count. So he says to his disciples, truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. In other words, he is saying to his disciples and to you and me, God's law is still the best way to live. And as we follow Jesus today, we need to think to ourselves, how do I follow God's law today, whether I'm young or whether I'm old? And today, the good news is we've got to the everyone agrees with that one commandment. Number eight, do not steal. Everyone knows that is a good rule, don't they? And to prove that to you, I'm going to ask you a question. Has anyone ever stolen anything from you? Okay, have a think. Put your hand up if someone has stolen something from you. I want to hear all about it. Lena. When you first came to England, what what was stolen from you? Your mum's bag. That is not a good welcome to a new country, is it? What about someone else? Who else has had something stolen from them? Yeah, Haley. Your dad's bike. Yeah, I've had a bike stolen too. Anyone else? Any of the adults want to admit to something being stolen? Yes. Mimi had his bike stolen as well. Yeah. Anyone else had anything stolen? Anna? Your house was broken too. What did they steal? Yeah. Picture frames, stunt money, Paul? Say again. Bank cards, Stu? An umbrella on a rainy day, that is a bummer. That is really bad. Okay, how did you feel when someone stolen something from you? I bet you didn't like it, did you? No one likes anything being stolen from them. Everyone agrees this is a good rule. You shall not steal. We're going to think about why stealing is wrong in the first half of this talk. But first I've got another question. Have you ever stolen anything from anyone else? Does anyone want to admit to anything they've ever stolen from anyone else? Fewer volunteers this time. Paul. Used to watch stuff online without paying for it. Thank you. Yeah. Anyone else want to think of anything they've stolen from anyone else? Well, we're going to think... Of, yeah, Adam. You used to steal stuff from shops when you were younger. Yeah, Sam. 
You, what do you steal from Steve? You steal his dignity. You steal his dignity. Very good. Very good. Right. Um, we know it's a good law, don't we? You shall not steal. But we also know that none of us keep that rule perfectly. So the second half of this talk, we're going to think about how can I keep this commandment as a follower of Jesus today? But first of all, why is stealing wrong? Why is stealing wrong? Here's our first lesson. Stop stealing. God gave it to them, not you. Stop stealing. God gave it to them, not you. To help us think about this, I've got a parcel. And this parcel is going to help us think about um, this lesson. Now, I want you to imagine a parcel drops through your letterbox, through your door. How do you know who it's for? The address label, okay? It tells you who it's to. How do you know who it's from? Well, maybe on the back it says sender, from someone, or maybe you have to open it and find out who it's from. At Christmas, we received a parcel. It said to Ollie on the parcel, but inside it didn't tell us who it was from, so we had no idea who it's from. So whoever sent it didn't get a, a thank you card. Um, let's find out who this is from, okay? It says, to your neighbor, love from God. To your neighbor, love from God. And it reminds us, that everything we have is a gift to us from God. Absolutely everything. He gives everyone everything, but he doesn't give everyone everything all at the same time. Some things belong to some people. Some things belong to other people. It's like my friend John Calvin says. We've heard from John a few times in these talks. He says, what each individual possesses has not fallen to him by chance, but by the distribution of of the sovereign Lord of all. In other words, God has everything and he shares it out and he shares some things to some people and some things to other people. Some things belong to you, some things belong to me. It's like we heard in our reading from Deuteronomy. Do you remember this? It said, do not go into their house. Do not go, do not take, go to sleep with their pledge in your possession. We're going to think about that a bit more. Return their cloak by sunset. Do not take advantage of a foreigner residing in one of your towns when you are harvesting in your field. Some things belong to some people. Other things belong to others. So just imagine after church today, there is a Tesla parked outside on the road. Okay, the door is open. The engine is running. The key is in the ignition. I suspect the key isn't in the ignition because Teslas probably don't use keys, but I don't, I don't understand that sort of thing. And imagine I think to myself, I'd quite like to drive home in that Tesla. I could. The door is open. The engine is running. Why am I not allowed to? Because God gave it to someone else, not me. It's not mine. Stop stealing. God gave it to them, not you. But stealing isn't just taking a Tesla from the street. Stealing isn't just taking pirate videos or stealing an umbrella or breaking into someone's house. Here are some things stealing might be. Toddlers snatching toys. Copying your friend's homework. Being dishonest on your tax return. Fiddling our expenses, slacking at work. Not paying our employees fairly. Insurance fraud, identity theft. False advertising, people trafficking, kidnapping, ignoring copyright, 
paying people deliberately late, taking someone's place in the queue, charging unfair interest, helping ourselves to office stationery, shoplifting, taking the last biscuit from the tin. Now, some of us may have done some of those things. Hopefully, none of us have done some of them. But maybe you can think of others. And about all of those things, God's word says, stop stealing. God gave it to them, not you. But stealing doesn't just mean taking stuff. Stealing is also about the way we give stuff. I said that in our reading. If you've got your Bible open, just have a look back, please, at Deuteronomy chapter 24. And I just want to read verses 14 to 15 to us says, do not take advantage of a hired worker who is poor and needy. Whether that worker is a fellow Israelite or a foreigner residing in one of your towns, pay them their wages each day before sunset because they are poor and counting on it. Otherwise, they may cry to the Lord against you and you will be guilty of sin. God says to his people, pay people when they need to be paid. So in those days, most people got paid every single day. And they needed that money to be able to go to the shops and buy food or whatever it was they needed the money for. But he also knew that the people could think, well, I'll just pay them when it's convenient for me, not when it's convenient for them. And God says, pay them their wages each day before sunset. Look after them. Don't look after yourself. I wonder if that maybe challenges you at all. Challenges me. Because I think, well, sometimes I can pay people late and it doesn't really matter. Because basically I can pay them whenever I like. Just get my phone out of my pocket, think, oh, I won't bother paying them today. I'll pay them in a few days' time. You ever done that? Or maybe that's just the way your business operates. You always just try to pay people as late as you possibly can. Or maybe, uh, children, um, it's about homework. And you might not think, well, my teacher isn't poor and needy but we can take advantage just by making sure we hand in our homework late. And actually, it makes life harder for them because they've got to mark it later or something like that. Okay? And what does God say in the passage? He says, you will be guilty of sin. Taking advantage of others, paying people late, isn't something that pleases God. God knows if we're trying to keep the spirit of the law as well as the letter of it. And he says, stop stealing. God gave it to them, not you. So we all know this is a good law. We all know that we break it. So how can we keep this commandment as followers of Jesus today? Here's the second lesson. Start sharing. Be generous with what you've got. Start sharing. Be generous with what you've got. Here's my second parcel. Okay, my second parcel says on it, to my neighbor, love from me. Do you remember the first one said, to your neighbor, love from God. The second one says, to my neighbor, love from me. And it reminds me that God gives me everything so that I can share it with other people. That's what our second passage was about, Ephesians chapter 4. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Paul is writing a letter to a church and he knows that in that church, some people there are thieves. Some people file dodgy tax returns. 
Some people shoplift. Some people copy essays from Wikipedia. He knows this, and he says to the people in the church, he says, stop stealing, start sharing, be generous with what you've got. And our reading from Deuteronomy uh, talks about this as well. In that reading, God was talking to farmers at one point. I wonder if you noticed that at the end. Uh, it's there in uh, verse, uh, tw- verse 19. It says, When you reap your harvest in your field and forget a sheaf in the field, you shall not go back to get it. It shall be for the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow. Then you, the Lord your God will bless you in all the work of your hands. It's almost like God is saying to the people, let people steal from you. It's a bit weird, isn't it? It says, you're harvesting your field and you forget some of the stuff. And he says, just leave it behind so that someone else can take it. It almost seems to be like giving permission to steal. But it's not. Because in the chapter before the reading we had, he tells people who are poor how they should collect stuff from the fields. He says this, when you come into your neighbor's vineyard, You may eat your fill of grapes at your pleasure, but you shall not put any in your container. When you come into your neighbor's standing grain, you may pluck the heads with your hands, but you shall not use a sickle on your neighbor's standing grain. So God says to poor people, when you go and collect some food from a rich person's field, don't take a wheelbarrow. Just take enough. Just help yourself. Have a little bit. Keep yourself full up. But don't take a wheelbarrow. Why not? Because that would be stealing. So he says to all his people, whether they've got lots of money or not much money, he says, stop stealing, start sharing. Be generous with what you've got. It's just like our parcel says, to my neighbor, to my neighbor, love from me. So God gives us stuff to share, our toys if we're little, or our house, or our car, or our money. He gives us responsibilities to share. So taxes to pay our government so our government can, can run the country or care for people who don't have very much. Or um, jobs to do so that our employer can contribute to society. Or he gives us skills and opportunities to share with other people as well, doesn't he? And when we share, that will also be sacrificial. I wonder if you notice that. in our. We're going to have one last look at Deuteronomy. This is uh, verses 12 and 13. So verse 12 says, If the neighbor is poor, do not go to sleep with their pledge in your possession. And then the words on the screen, Return their cloak by sunset, so that he may sleep in his own cloak and bless you. And this will be credited to you as righteousness before the Lord your God. Let me describe this to you. I want you to imagine that Doug has done a job for me. Okay, Doug has done a job for me. And... I'm poor, and I can't afford to pay him. But I said to him, no, look, Doug, take my coat. Say, take my coat, and I promise to pay you. Once I've got the money, I'll give you the, give you the money. But take my cloak as a pledge. It's a promise. Okay, but because I'm poor, he's not allowed to think, oh, that's a rather nice-looking coat. I'm going to hang on to that for a bit longer. Before the end of the day, even if I haven't paid him back, he needs to give me my coat back. Okay? Now, that is sacrificial, isn't it? That is risky. That is risky. But it it doesn't make economic sense, but it makes spiritual sense. You see what it says on the screen? It will be credited to you as righteousness before the Lord 
your God. God will be pleased with the person who makes a sacrifice, who is generous in the way that they share. God doesn't just say to us, stop stealing. He says, start sharing. Be generous with what you've got. Here are some ideas about how we can do that. How about before we take the last biscuit from the tin, we just say, would anyone else like this? That's being generous. How about we give up our time to help our friend with their homework rather than copying their homework ourselves? How about we make sure we can do what we can in our company to pay people fairly? How about we don't slack off work when we're working from home? That's a lesson for a vicar too. How about we don't, how about we make sure we put all the information on our tax return, not just the stuff, not just 90% of it, but all of it. How about we share our stuff with our brothers and sisters at home? How about we give to the church so that the church can share with others? Many of you did that. It was wonderful to be able to do that um, towards the end of last year. Stop stealing. Start sharing. That is what it means to follow this commandment, to obey this commandment as a follower of Jesus. And just to finish, I want to tell us a story about a man who started to do that. This man was a thief. In fact, he was a brilliant thief. You could almost say it was his job to steal stuff, okay? His name was Zacchaeus, and he was a tax collector. So he was employed by the Roman government to take money from God's people. But he was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And the reason he was rich was probably because he took extra money for himself. And one day, he heard that Jesus was walking through his town, and he thought, I really want to see Jesus. I've heard a lot about him. I want to find out more about him. But who knows what problems Zacchaeus had? What was his problem? He was a short man. He was too short, so he couldn't see Jesus over the crowd. So he climbed up into a tree, and he looked down, and he wanted to see Jesus. He just wanted to see him. I don't think he particularly wanted to talk to Jesus or say anything to Jesus. He probably thought, Jesus doesn't want anything to do with me because I'm a thief. And then when Jesus walked past the tree, he said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Zacchaeus couldn't believe his ears. He was a thief. He spent his whole life nicking stuff. And Jesus wanted to spend time with him. And so he got down and he took Jesus back into his house. He said, Jesus, come into my house. And everyone else was like, what is Jesus doing? Zacchaeus is a thief. But you see... Zacchaeus' heart was changed by Jesus. Jesus changed Zacchaeus' heart. I want us to do the maths. Let's spot how much God, how much Jesus changed Zacchaeus' heart. Okay? This is what he says. Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything... I will pay back four times the amount. Let's do the maths. Zacchaeus gives away 50% of everything he owes. So he's got 50% less. And then he promises to pay back anything he's stolen at 400% interest. 
This means that if more than 12.5% of Zacchaeus' wealth was stolen, he is going to put himself in debt. He's going to bankrupt himself. Of course, more than 12.5% of Zacchaeus' wealth was stolen. He was a chief tax collector. He was loaded. He was a brilliant thief. But Jesus changed Zacchaeus' heart. And so he thought, I don't care anymore. I don't care about being bankrupt. I'm going to give it all away because I want to follow Jesus. Isn't that brilliant? And so Jesus said to Zacchaeus and to everyone listening, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Zacchaeus doesn't save himself. Jesus saves Zacchaeus. Jesus knows that as he goes through Zacchaeus' town, he's going to die on a cross. And when he dies on a cross, on one side there'll be one thief, on the other side there'll be another thief. Because Jesus is going to die for all the times people have stolen stuff and taken stuff and not been generous. Even Zacchaeus wasn't more generous than Jesus, and none of us will ever be more generous to God than God has already been to us. So what are we going to do this week as we follow Jesus? When we look at something think, I might just take that and no one will notice. We're going to say to ourselves, stop stealing. God gave it to them, not you. And when we think about the stuff we've got and how we don't really want to share it, we're going to think to ourselves, start sharing. Be generous with what you've got. And we're going to ask for God's help to put those two lessons into practice. Should we bow our heads and pray? Our Father, we thank you so much that you can change our hearts. You changed Zacchaeus' heart in such an extraordinary way, and he was a thief, a brilliant thief. And we're sorry for the times we've taken things that don't belong to us. And we're sorry for the times we've not been generous with the stuff that you have given to us. And we pray you'd help us to stop stealing and start sharing, because we understand that you've given us everything we have. And you're so generous to us. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.